morning, good evening, good night, wherever or whoever you may be. I'm Alan Arante, and this is The Recluse Podcast. Today's guest is Brian Pedroza. He is an artist. He designs enameled pins and t-shirts. He owns a face painting business and has done makeup special effects in short films. And prior to COVID, he was organizing vending and art pop-ups at breweries. In this conversation, we talk about anime and discuss the lessons that can be learned from the stories and the characters. We discuss the virtues of the characters in Dragon Ball and Pokemon, and we consider the characters we most identified with as kids and why. In this conversation, Brian recounts his honeymoon in Europe with his wife. They participated in the famous Tomatina Festival in Spain, where people engage in a mega tomato fight. He remembers seeing the Mona Lisa in person and describes it as underwhelming. Brian is hungry. He likes to work. He strives to stay relevant. He hopes to someday work in Hollywood as a makeup artist. It was my pleasure to talk to him, and I hope we get to do it again. So without further delay, this is a portrait of Brian Pedroza. And what's with the, uh, you know, what made you think those two shows? Um, I, I assume you must be a big fan of both Stranger Things and Pokemon. Yeah, I just, uh, I think the show was cool. Like that, the Stranger Things show reminded me of like all these fucking 80s, you know, like adventure movies, like the fucking Goonies and um, <laughs> the Terminator, you know, later right, on, right. into the series, and, like all these stupid shows, like fucking adventures and babysitting and. Um, uh, I just, I just really dug it and I've always loved, uh, Pokemon since you know, just the first gen, the first generation since I was like a kid and shit. But like, I don't know. I like somebody told me once that just do the stuff that you like, you know, create the things that you like. And eventually you'll like, you know, people will, if they want, you know, to spend that money on your sticker or shirt or pin whatever like like they will so like that's all i've kind of been doing ever since i started uh creating the pins which was like maybe two or three years ago ever since i started doing it like just dropping things that i would want to see and most of it's like pokemon stuff but i don't give a fuck like people tell me like it's fucking stupid like what are you <laughs> fucking like 10 like okay like Maybe I'm childish, but I don't give a fuck. Like, that shit makes me happy. And <laughs> I get a lot of great feedback. <laughs> I get a lot of bad feedback, but I just like doing fucking Pokemon. And <laughs> like, I'm so, going to move on to more fandoms, but yeah. So, uh, what year were you born? 87. Would you like my uh, social security also and the last four digits of my pin? Uh, yeah, give me your debit card number next. Uh, did you say 89? 87. Oh, 87. Okay. So, uh, you were, God, you might've been like 12 when Pokemon came out, something like that. Yeah. Like the fucking ideal, God damn it. I have a the, like preference or the something? market, yeah. like the, the ideal market, you know, fucking. Oh, but, and, uh, you, you bid on right away as soon as that came out. Oh yeah. Like I think that shit would come on like when it was, when it hit the States and it was like, you know, on TV, it was, I believe it would come out like at six in the morning or something like that. So right when I was uh, getting ready for school, so I would watch that shit all the time. And then, you know, all the um, 
like I said, target audience. You see all the fucking toys. And then the, the cards were like really popular at the time. Like fucking Pokemon trading cards were like in. And I had all that shit. And I gave it away because I grew out of it. And then I kind of like got back into it because, <laughs> you know, it was something that I really liked. And yeah. What was uh, the what was the best card that your first like best card that oh, you can remember getting? I think it was a uh, Flareon or a Jolteon Ooh. or a Vaporeon. Ooh. If you're if you're familiar, if you're savvy to the you know Pokemon, uh, one of the evolutions of the of the Eevee. But um, yeah, I think it was a uh, Flareon. And they were shiny and it was holographic and all the kids right. talk about it and they were playing it, you know, on their Game Boys and had the fucking cards. So it was like super popular when I was like fourth, fifth grade, you know, growing up. <laughs> yeah, my first uh, holographic, I, I, I'll never forget the day that I got, God, I forget what they're called. I know that a booster pack is like the little 12 card pack, but I forget what they call those. Like, I think it's a starter deck, actually. I, I, my first holographic and first Pokemon card I ever got was um, a, a starter deck with Machamp as a holographic that you get with the deck. Oh, and yeah, um, I, think I remember getting that one too. Like it came in the pack. Yeah, it was like the front card. You could see it from outside the package. And um, I remember I was in uh, what are they? What are, God, City Walk. I was at City Walk, and I remember the smell of uh, gas and like you know ex- car exhaust because it's like dirty down there. Um, and so Pokemon meant a lot to me when I was younger. The cards, um, the show. Oh yeah, and then um, it was hilarious watching it like in Spanish too, because um, almost a lot of the uh, animes or um, cartoon shows that I would. Uh, I would watch showed uh watch them in Spanish just because it was just I don't know what it was about the Spanish versions of like fucking Dragon Ball or Pokemon, but it was just like to me it just gave it it just made it more enjoyable. <laughs> you think because was a Spanish your first language? No, but I did uh like I said, I mentioned I grew up in Mexico for a few years and then my grandparents would speak it often so that's where i learned also from them but i just i something about it like it's just super hilarious like watching stuff in spanish when you've like already seen it in english <laughs> i don't know if you've ever seen a, an episode of dragon ball in like spanish or any other like i hear the portuguese ones are the most hilarious ones because uh, i'm just into like random fucking shit like that like watching yeah well like in japanese and stuff like that well it's funny because i bet one of the big things one of the big differences i would imagine of it in it being a different uh, language is like the idioms and the phrases are going to be different like maybe there are certain you know like uh i don't know for i'm just making this up but suppose like uh, son of a bitch in some other language is like more acceptable to just use casually, but it's, so it's in that language. And when you hear it, you know, you're not used to hearing that kind of phrasing in English. Um, I wonder if you just get a kick out of it, like in uh, a different language that you understand. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just curious about what makes it so much more enjoyable for you when it's in a different language, uh, Spanish in this case. 
I think uh, it's the intensity, uh, the delivery of like certain just phrases or like, you're like, what? He's, he doesn't say that, but you're like, oh, wait, it's the Spanish version. But <laughs> like I said, like different um, demographics. And I mean, I'm sorry. Um, like if you watch the, the Spanish as in like Spain version, it's going to be totally different than the fucking Portuguese than to the Latin America version. Like you said, there right. might be a, uh, like they'll might say coño or, you know, they'll say that son of a bitch thing and it's uh, more commonly <laughs> accepted. So I think it's just, it's just different characters have like sound. Um, they give them, it just sounds funnier. Like I just enjoy it more. And then having uh, being Spanish speaking, I think it's just makes it more fun to, to be honest. What character in DBZ did you um, identify with, you know, when you were younger and would watch the show, would you ever sort of feel like one of the characters, like, oh, I'm like that character? Um, and, and who in DBZ? Probably, let's see, either the little, the little pig, that little pig, um, <laughs> I forget his name, but he's such a little pervert. Like, uh, yeah. he can transform into, like, all this uh, different stuff. Like, uh, he's like a shape <laughs> But he fucking like he'll shapeshift into like really weird stuff, and I just thought that was hilarious. Like he um, he fucking shapeshifts into like some bra and panties, or or like a bra or panties, one of those two, so that this uh, you know the girl could uh, wear them, and he'll get like a kick out of that. But just the uh, I think that character the because of the mischief, but I, don't know, I thought Krillin was cool. Because he wasn't really, he didn't. Really, he wasn't really strong, super strong or anything. But he did the training too. He was like part of the team, and like he did his part. So I always related to Krillin, not because he's fucking bald, but <laughs> everybody remembers him as the bald guy, the bald guy with the Buddhist dots on his forehead. But what about right. you? Right, um, you know who I identified with was a Vegeta for some reason, like. Vegeta, I mean, obviously, everybody wants to pick the coolest characters, Goku, you know, most 99% of people are going to tell you Goku, you know, uh, but I identified with the Vegeta on some level because his character was so um, angry and uh, vengeful and uh, merciless, you know, his earlier, like the earlier version of him. Um, and I just remember being, I think when I was a kid, I was more upset. Like now I've chilled out. Um but it would like, you know, so I was sort of uh, I think I had some deep anger in me uh, when I was younger and Vegeta kind of seemed like that to me. So I always, for some reason, felt like I was in Vegeta's corner, not when he not in like the first uh, season of DBZ because he was like evil and shit. But, you know, later, once he was accepted in the group and stuff, I uh, identified with him a lot for some reason. Um, yeah, I mean, he was heroic, too. But, uh, you know, he had his demons. Oh, definitely. But he was a badass, and I think so. That's why a lot of people like him. But he was an angry character. What uh, saga out of because I've mostly only watched Dragon Ball Z. I haven't seen like GT or much of Dragon Ball. So think of, in terms of um, Dragon Ball Z. What saga really spoke to you, or that you enjoyed a lot? You know, the Frieza saga, the Cell saga, the Boo saga. You know, what stood out to you that you liked a lot? I think the Frieza saga is like mm. the better ones, even though like 
fucking mm. up. Like they're just standing there for like <laughs> two and a half episodes, and like they're talking about how strong this guy is and how <laughs> you know they're just fucking there, like okay, fucking fight already. But the Frieza saga was cool, but the original Dragon Ball saga when Goku's like a little kid and he, I think his first like major. He's like doing the fighting tournaments, but then like his first major villain was um Piccolo. Uh it was this old guy, and he kinda like he's Piccolo's dad, basically, but mm. he's um or the original Piccolo, but in the fucking saga, Goku like kills him by like jumping like through him. He like his whole body like goes through him but i think the oh the most, right the most um the best thing i think I, I liked about it was that um uh goku like didn't have uh parents that he knew of or anything you know he was uh taken care of by his like his grandpa and like taught him everything taught him how to fight or whatever and uh i think there's this really dope part where um he's like deceased the grandpa he's like he he died or whatever and he comes back like as an angel in this tournament and he fights him and he kicks his ass and like um you know the goku's grandpa to him so they fight whatever and then he like he realizes that it's his uh his grandpa and like he starts crying and uh he starts wailing he's like oh grandpa and blah 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 but there's been a lot of like tearjerker moments Wow, that's very interesting. I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's in the the original the original wow. series, Dragon Ball series. Mm. So do you feel like, you know, because I like you were saying earlier that some people they'll criticize you for like doing Pokemon designs and stuff. Um but would you say that you've learned a lot of lessons from these anime shows, even just the two that we've mentioned? Um Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z. I mean, is it just child's play to watch these shows or do you think there's some, you know, life lessons in there? Oh, there's definitely like great like life lessons as you get from like watching these which most people think are like nerdy little, you know, childish things. Um it's a lot of like determination, like you really want something, you got to go out there and like get it and like work hard for it and like like in the show if you like train hard enough you might like defeat that one opponent or whatever but i there were so many just cool things about it that you can like apply it to to like your life and i'm not talking about fucking training hard for uh, (laughs) a year until the aliens come to the planet to try to destroy it just like overall there's a lot of uh good messages and like um, there are a couple of shows that come to mind that I think of that are just fantastic for how they they portray their antagon not their antagonist their uh, how they portray their uh, protagonist. Like for example, obviously Dragon Ball Z, Goku. Like Goku's virtues are what I think we all want to be. You know, on some level, at least I do. Like he, Goku as a character was funny silly awesome friendly forgiving and merciful like on a few occasions like goku 
like, you know, he wouldn't kill someone who was begging, you know, even Frieza, I think in the first, uh, or yeah, Frieza, I think he even spares. And then, you know, it, it ends up going south for him. But uh, so like all these virtues, basically these heroes in these shows are virtuous and there's something to aspire to be. So I, so I guess I'll answer the question too, that I asked you that, you know, is a child's play or is there something to be gleaned from it? And I think there's a lot to learn from those shows, things that even as a 30 year old man that I am now that I, uh, you know, it's a part of me because I sat through those shows when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. To say it's a, uh like child's play is like undermining the fact that, you know, there's a lot of uh, great stuff and in, in shows that are for intended for kids, but they do send great messages. Like, <laughs> like, uh, have you seen adventure time? I have, I have seen adventure time. I, I'm a little bored by it, but I also, I really like it, but I'm it, to me, I get a little bored sometimes, but um, Finn is such a fantastic uh, protagonist. He's, you know, they're, they're, again, they're funny, the team, they're funny, but Finn is so brave. You know, he doesn't hesitate for a second to go rescue somebody. And, it, and it, it's such a cool, uh, you know, characteristic of, uh, of that character. Um, w- what's your take on that show? I forgot. There was like this weird uh, theory about how, like they're living in a apocalyptic world, but, um, I like that um, there's this, what's the name of that frozen, uh, the uh, Ice King, I think. The Ice King, okay, the how there's an episode where, like, they're supposed to, like, not like each other. He's, like, evil or whatever, but there's an episode where he, like, shaves and he, like, puts on different clothes <laughs> and he um, he's, uh, he pretends to be somebody else and they end up, like, hanging out. And I always thought that that was, like, cool, like, you know, you don't always have to, like, hate each other even if you are enemies or frenemies or whatever you could always you know there can there can always be another way of interacting and socializing and there's a lot of um i haven't seen any like uh new episodes in a long time but like a lot of weird stuff like daddy issues with uh, a lot of uh one of this one of these characters marceline who's got like daddy issues and you know the the finn guy he's got this uh hero complex he just wants to help and save everybody but yeah yeah there's you know what i really liked about the show that they did um so let's see i've seen i don't know maybe two seasons something like that and Somewhere along the the way, in one of the episodes, the introduction music and you know, like the the theme, the ukulele. It, uh, yeah, I, I think so. But the, it's that song so, uh, the, or the intro is so interesting because they flip it a couple times, where it's like they flip all the genders, so it's like Finn's a girl, and all the characters are flipped, but it's the same intro but with female characters instead. And then like a couple episodes, you know, it's a teaser, you know, you're kind of teased by that intro. You're like, oh, that's weird. I've never seen that before. But then a couple episodes later, they actually dedicate one of the the stories to like those opposite gendered characters. Um, and I thought it was such a cool thing that, that, that the show did. It like inspired my desire, you know, when I saw that first introduction. Um, 
And I just wondered like what that story would be like with the girl main character. And then they did it a few episodes later. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, that was a, that was very innovative, like very progressive and like female empowering, especially nowadays that, you know, it's not just all about boys and men, you know, like women are a whole part of uh, the world just as men. And it's very cool to see stuff in cartoon shows for kids to show that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, I, I was sort of peeping through your, um, Instagram just to get to know you a little bit. And I saw that you have been in the same room as the Mona Lisa. Oh, you saw that. Yes. That was very (laughs) lackluster. (laughs) okay so tell me first of all tell me why you were tell me what city you were in if you can why you were there and then tell me about being in that museum and your experience well where do i start i was in uh i was in paris france Mm. uh (laughs) me and my wife's uh it's like a honeymoon we were like uh backpacking through europe and um that day we're at the at the very famous, at the Louvre, where the Mona Lisa is housed. And mm. it was just like, like we get there, like there's so much, so many amazing and like beautiful pieces of history and art there. But most people are there to like, because they want to see the, the Mona Lisa. And then you finally get to see it. And like, that's it. Like, that's the Mona Lisa. It was like, you know, and then somebody... Uh, gets close to you and tells you, well, you know, it's not even the only reason it's famous is because it was stolen. But it it was cool to to be in uh to Europe to be in. Europe I mean, and, uh, so for so uh, with the Mona Lisa though, did you f- get the feeling that you were in the presence of some sacred artifact, or was because the picture? It's interesting because there are. It's like you guys are like uh, sardines in a can in that place. There, there's so many people. And like half of them have their phone up, you know, so like, you know, first of all, does it feel like some uh, sacred artifact? And secondly, are you even able to appreciate it like in that environment where people are like they look like animals almost? <laughs> you're, you're not able to appreciate it because there's just so many people like ideally, like you should look at that with like nobody in the room or like least amount of people, but like to like really just get into it. I heard this new stuff about like code being found in, um, that Da Vinci wrote in her eyes, like, um, scientists are magnifying it and like, are finding some type of code in her, like, um, in her actual iris of the painting, but it's, you're supposed to feel like, you know, the, the Holy of Holies and you kind of do, but then like everything is, underwhelmed by everybody's fucking phone like phone out doing duck lips posing next to it but it was cool but at the same time it was i was like over it right away because yeah you can't enjoy it or maybe we're just there like on a really busy day but we took a lot of uh, great photos and saw a whole lot more of that uh of the louvre that day it was still it was still pretty cool so why did you go to that museum um i mean first of all you were on sort of like a honeymoon sort of thing and you're, you don't exactly have, did you have some 
plan laid out or were you really just going from A to B to C to, you know, you're not, no, you're not no, thinking too far our, ahead. My wife's a planner and like we were in um, <laughs> Berlin, Spain. Uh, what was it like? I mean, first of all, were you afraid to fly over? Did I, I assume you went over the Atlantic Ocean? Yes. What, was that terrifying? Isn't that just like a super long flight? It's not one of the longer ones, but it was pretty long. It was at like 15, 16 hours, I believe, from um, <laughs> from LAX to Edinburgh Airport in the United Kingdom. 16 hours, and then you got to fucking jump on another like uh, red eye. But, um, oh, it's, it's long, but there's movies. I remember fucking... <laughs> Endgame like came out. I was always <laughs> watching that shit, and you know, there's. Oh god, I, I wish I could have like, I should have taken like a pill, but yeah, it's a it's a long flight. It was literally sixteen hours and a quarter. <laughs> I mean, are people standing up every you know hour? Like, I mean, how do you, you got to stretch after during the, that? The douchers, the douchers, the ones that are like, oh yeah, I travel all the time, so I'm gonna get in the middle of the aisles and. I'm going to start talking to everybody while I'm standing, but what? No. Well, you know, a lot of more, some people just travel more often than others, but I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. But when I went, came back and people were asking us like, how was it? It's like, Oh, like it's just the little things like the recycling system that they have in, for example, Germany, it's so amazing and like progressed and they got a system and fucking people actually do return like the plastic cups so they can fucking be disposed of. And it just makes the U S look like a joke. And it's so funny. Like when we talk <laughs> about it, cause it's so stupid, like recycling, but yeah, they got their fucking, they got it figured out over there. I like to ask when people when I hear when I hear that people have gone abroad, uh, were there any culture clashes? I guess I could say so, or or culture shocks or uh, encounters where your culture was so clearly different than somebody else. You know, where something like you held the door open for somebody or you tipped and something happened. Was oh, there anything? I yeah, think, can you think I back? Think there was this um, culture culture a culturally thing that was specific but we're in like uh madrid one day and like i tried to i tried to pet this like little wiener dog this couple's wiener dog because i was like waiting for the light trying to like not get lost getting back to like the hotel um but i don't think that was a culturally thing these fucking people just didn't want me to pet their dog and i think that would have been uh mostly the case like anywhere but i think the tipping tipping your server or tipping uh whatever for like at a restaurant or like at a cafe like it's not people like what the fuck is this like you left your like sir you left your change here like no that's a tip like people get like um it's kind of like in the u.s it's like oh you got a tip you didn't tip you know tip the valet or the fucking your your host or server whatever but in Europe, that's like it's not even a thing, and people take it as an insult. And then you kind of learn, like, oh well, that's not a thing here. We don't tip fucking everybody for everything. 
So that was kind of like hmm. the main thing. But were there any events or encounters that were frightening or interesting for for some reason like you know all the movies you always see like people in paris getting mugged by people on vespas you know like was there any like anything that you experienced that you uh think about still or that was even frightening in some way uh let me see when we were we went to this um festival in um in spain in madrid and it's like um, the the tomatina, and um, it's just a big giant like tomato fight. Um, I you kind of the trucks the the cities are so narrow in Europe because it's you know how they were built in the olden times and they haven't really changed them. So the cities are like really the streets are just very narrow. So mm. you got all these hundreds and thousands of people there for the this festival and then like when the time finally comes for the tomato trucks to be unloaded and people to start having like a, a food fight uh, you start to get like you start to feel like crushed because trucks are literally going through the street and like people are getting like moved out of the way so the truck doesn't crush them but being in like a puddle of just tomato soup and then just oh uh, like that shit fuck like once that shit started like start getting pelted in the fucking head with like <laughs> tomatoes and like oh god i remember like wow one hit me like in the eye but that was a, that was a fucking fun event we didn't really feel unsafe at any time we were like very careful you know we didn't really <laughs> travel I guess in, in Notre Dame in France, there's like, you know, I'm sure you've heard of like uh, how there's catacombs under the the city. It's built on top of like all types of old structures. And there was just a lot of giant like rodents just walking around like whatever, fucking grabbing crepes out of the, the trash can. But it, it was all in all, it was a great experience. Didn't really feel that unsafe. You know, we, kind of played it smart and like, you know, we better avoid the, that dark alley over there. That looks like where they fucking kill <laughs> Bruce Wayne's parents over there. But did you ever think in a million years, you would end up somewhere so awesome because of where you come from? And I obviously I don't know where you come from, but I'm just curious about how you felt. I, it did feel great to be with my, my wife, my partner, like, there and it was sort of a an accomplishment but i didn't really feel ashamed it's just like yeah you don't i never thought i'd be at the fucking berlin wall like taking a picture and like you see so many different cultures and even there like in their own community there's so many different like cultures all together you see brown people you see you know light skin color people you see black people and they're all, you know, have, they're all, well, that guy's Indian or that guy's whatever, whatever. It's, um, you don't really feel out of place because there's so many different cultures there already, like people vacationing and people that work there abroad or whatever. But I don't know, like mm. I grew up in like humble means and 
despite the fact of like uh my mom like uh, raising me as a single single parent like i feel like i i did all right you know overall like now i'm a I'm a homeowner i don't got uh mm. I don't got kids, not to say that in, like, in a negative or bad way, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Kinda, Same here. I got my, uh, I feel like I got my, my shit together, you know, like, um, I don't know if you saw more of a uh, stuff on my page, but, um, the, I like to drop this at a, I like to say this at, the, at a drop of a hat, but I'm the fucking, I'm the number one face painter in Los mm. Angeles on Yelp. Who can oh, no that? way. Who can say that? Exactly? <laughs> wow, that's dope, man. That's but, really dope. You know, like, people have always told me to, like, do stuff differently. Like, the name for my face painting thing was, like, an extension of the the IG name, Hancholo, Hancholo's face painting. Like, when I started, I've been doing that for, like, five, six years now. Like, right now, I'm kind of in a, it's on a hiatus right now because of the COVID, but... Like I used to be making, I do face painting uh, gigs like every weekend, every other weekend. And when I first started, like my cousin, who's like <laughs> a super impactful, this guy's like my cousin, but he's like my number one hater because he's like everything I've ever done. Like, no, you're you're doing it stupid. Oh, Pokemon's stupid. Hancholo's <laughs> Hancholo's face painting. That's stupid. Fucking change that. And like, uh, and and now he's trying to fucking copy me. Now he's fucking trying to uh, release shirts and pins. And but yeah, everything that everybody's ever told me, like don't do that or fucking play it safe or like no, just don't do it or that sounds dumb. Like I've just stuck to my guns, and you know, I had a lot of a. Uh, father figures you could say growing up but like my main father figure was my was my mom and my grandfather and um you know i'm just trying to live my life and fucking get paid and i don't really care what the the haters say even if it's like my own uh family members telling me that i shouldn't do something or i shouldn't you know move forward with the project or idea like i'll do it anyways and fucking up at it and like uh doing bad at it is even a bigger like lesson because you can only like learn from your from your defeats or from your you know all the the, you can't you gotta fail you know you gotta (laughs) i had not to say that i'm fucking total failure but like you gotta fail to like eventually Mm. know what you're good at what your talents are which like how to highlight those talents. And if you're smart enough, you know, yeah. like say if you're good at anything, you know, get paid for it. Don't do it for free. Uh, by the way, do you want to know what my favorite pins are that you sent me? Which ones? Which ones are your Okay. Favorite? Obviously, they're all really awesome. But the one, no, two. There's two that, that are my absolute favorite. The uh, Squirtle um, and the Misty with the uh, Gyarados, I think. Yeah. Like the, dude, I mean, they're all awesome, but those ones, as soon as I saw them, I was just like in love. I think the, I, you know, I think the Misty one might be my very favorite though. Is that because you also think Misty's hot? Yeah, <laughs> that's probably, there's probably some of that in there. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bullshit you. 
Yeah, there's probably some of that in there. Dude, Misty Misty was a little fought, you know, back in back in the show. She was a little little <laughs> tight short shorts and her little tight top and her overalls. She she knew what she was doing. She was um I wanna say that she was a tough character. I mean, not like cold, but like you know, she wasn't like a petite little girl. That's not how they portrayed her, I think, you know, for a female character. I thought she was very bold and um tough. She just seemed like a tough, brave character, wasn't she? She was. God. That's good. So Pokemon got that, you know, even though she looks like a cute girl, and she is, as far as characters go. Um, but she she had virtue you know, she's virtuous, like a Goku. Yeah. Um what do you what do you see in the future? I know obviously COVID has slowed certain things down, but you know, what do you want to do in the future um, art wise and any, you know, any direction that you're thinking about? I'm just, uh, well, with work, you know, one door closes, another one opens up, just staying positive and like finding a, a whatever nine to five day job to pay the rent and like bills. But like, I definitely want to make a, I used to be involved a lot with uh, friends, short films. I used to do like a uh, makeup. So I kind of have a little background, like in um, like special effects makeup. So I kind of want to get back into the doing that. I wanted to learn how to tattoo this year. It's not going so great so far, but just, I got like, I want to drop more pins. I want to help more people drop pins of their artwork just like just staying hungry dude like i want to hopefully once everything gets back to normal like get booked for face painting jobs like like i was uh doing back in the day like every weekend like just keeping my options open and just moving on to the next big thing like I feel like I didn't even tell you, you know, like anything about me right now, but I would also love to come back on again on the recluse, but I'm just trying to stay motivated and happy. Like just fucking keep on doing like making pins and fucking shirts and not necessarily Pokemon stranger things stuff, but you know, I got to, just like keep at it like i got this idea for a fucking pinboard game so like this game that like you can actually use those pins as like either like moving pieces or like you know you win them as prizes like oh you know i rolled a three one two three oh mm. use your pin and stab your person that's to your right like something <laughs> stupid like that like i'm just always trying to think of the next big thing I used to always, uh, I used to organize events at like breweries, like small little vending things. Like I hope to be doing those again uh, more um, as soon as everything gets back to normal. But, you know, like I'm just, just staying hungry, staying motivated. Like a lot of yeah. stuff that I, that I uh, do doesn't like fucking go as planned. But like I, I really want to learn how to tattoo and like, I want to do more fucking short film stuff and like maybe get a couple more like paying gigs and like who knows fucking maybe become um guild like a guild fucking 
makeup artist. I can do them part time, but it's just just staying fucking relevant. I guess is the the main thing. Even if it's with lame ass little pins or stupid <laughs> shirts, just something to pay for like the next big thing. I guess if that makes any sense. Yeah, man, I feel that I uh, I'm I have. I, I like how I like you're so creative and hungry and you have so it sounds like you have a lot of ideas um, and that's cool. I like those are the kind of people that I like to be around. Uh, maybe we all do. That's the kind of person I try to be. I'm always thinking of what's next, whether I do it or not, or it doesn't come out the way I think. Um, but I, I think I'm hungry too. I just got to get off the couch more um, with my ideas, you know, and actually pursue some of them. Um, but maybe we'll get to work someday in the future. It sounds like we have a lot of uh, mutual interests. Oh, hell yeah. Heck yes. Like, I hope so too. It's, um, I think I can, uh, anybody can like, like once you feel like you're at the lowest or whatever, you can't go nowhere else but up, <laughs> you know? So not to get all motivational fucking 12 steps on you, but yeah, I also want to surround myself with people that want to do shit and I just fucking it's cool to drink and get high, but like, you gotta have some goals, buddy. <laughs> you gotta have a, gotta have a plan, you know, like there's this friend of mine. That's all he fucking does drink mm. his fucking malt liquor and get stoned out of his mind. And that's cool. But like, eventually, eventually you gotta grow up, buddy. And like <laughs> move on. And sometimes you just have to do it. And like, sometimes some friendships, those people will still be your friends, but you got to move on. You need, like, you need more for yourself. And I really hope we do um, do something silly with the fucking stepdads, if possible. <laughs> if they'll have me, dude. Oh, I'm sure he will. There's this video that I screenshotted of you that you posted on your story. It might have been a year and a half ago, two years ago, something like that. And it was so hilarious to me. <laughs> I, I assume you were trying to be funny when you did it, but you posted a story. You're like, I think you're at your job. That Maybe it was the aerospace place. And you're in like a, I don't know, like in an aisle. And you, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you, you have a piece of pizza in your hand. And you're like, you're looking at the camera and you're like, oh, the, the homie just hooked me up with <laughs> you're like the homie just hooked me up with some pizza and you yell it like in this like i don't know where it is in this like place and you do this hilarious face where you you, you take a bite of the pizza and you're like mm, mm. and you look you're looking up to your left and to your right oh, i gotta find it. it that that's just me in a nutshell just trying to find the fucking funny shit in the monotonous like routine of like life, like people, some people get mad when like when I start recording them. So most of the time I'll just try to do funny <laughs> videos. And that's kind of like where I got the, why I like uh, stepdad's uh, video so much. Cause they're just, you know, doing fucking vids and like whatever. And like, you know, if the stepdads can like do it and fucking pull out, uh, do all this like crazy footage of them just fucking skating and having fun and like doing their thing and fucking making comedy. And then like, like it inspires me to like do my own shit. Like I'm not going to wait around for like to people to like come to me. I'm going to fucking go out and do it. Yeah. I, you should, uh, yeah, I think he would love to have you. Um, he's always looking for, uh, 
folks, especially new faces, you know, because some people, some people are so afraid to be in front of the camera and I don't blame them, but, um, you know, I'm sure a fresh face, you know, you're a pretty funny dude. I'm sure he'll have you. Um, so I just got one more question for now. We can probably do this again. Maybe the you, me and stepdads can even do it and have a little trio conversation, uh, in the near future. But for now, Brian, you can answer any way you like. Who the hell are you? Wow, that's yet to be determined. I have trouble finding that out myself, but um, that's a good question. That's like question of the year for me because I do kind of like as cheesy and cliche as it sounds like, damn, I'm not going to fucking sleep a wink tonight. Damn it, Alan. Did I just uh, force an existential crisis on you? You did. You did. No. Um, <laughs> I'm just me. I just want to be me. There's there's too many people that are like trying to be a version of themselves or like trying to be themselves anymore. You know, like I just want to be the <laughs> Fuck, I fucking corny and cheesy shit line coming up in three, two, one. I just want to be the fucking best version of myself and leave something behind. Even if it's some something stupid like a Pokemon pin, I want to leave something behind. Like, oh yeah, that guy, fucking Brian, he fucking, he did that.
just got hooked up with some pizza. Mm. 